another episode of 30 Flirty Surviving. You can catch new episodes each Monday at 9 a.m. on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And you can also follow along with the show on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving. I have been getting a lot of referrals for some great new guests in the next couple months. I'm starting to look at the March schedule. So if you want to be on the show, if you have a friend who you think should be on the show, DM me, comment on a picture, let me know. I would love to meet you and I would love to have you in this seat here with me talking about all the amazing things that you guys do. Speaking of guests, my guest today is someone who may sound and look familiar. Um, You may recognize her from previously being on your TVs, but now you're probably seeing her a lot more on your social media feeds. She is such a vibrant, bold, amazing personality. She's a load of fun, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her a little bit more, a little bit more intimately today Mm. um, and personally. So without further ado, Elena Pinto, how are you? Hi, Tracy. I'm so good. Thank you for having me on. That was a really nice introduction. Well, you deserve it. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, so you guys might know, you might have seen her from Daycations and some other things she has going on, but she is a part officially of the Big Night fam. Mm-hmm. So I always love to have my girls that are in the family come on the show. Um, but really prior to this, I had not been living in Massachusetts for a couple years. I'm not a big news person. So I, I hope you're not insulted, but I didn't know much about you before. But I've had several girlfriends actually say to me, oh my God. God, Elena's working with Big Night. Do you get to meet her? Do you know her? Like, I have my one friend, Lauren. She's going to be so embarrassed now that I'm like calling her out, but she listens every week. And she was just like, I just, she's just so great to listen to. I love watching her. Uh-huh. I miss her. So, uh-huh. Tell Lauren you said hi. Lauren, what is up? Uh, <laughs> thank you for loving me. I hope I meet you one day. Um, maybe Absolutely. when we do a daycation, we can invite her on. Absolutely. Yes. Right before we started recording, Elena was saying that one of these days we're going to have to turn the tables and have somebody interview me. Mm-hmm. So I think we're kind of working out the details on it's gonna happen. me joining her in a daycation. Yes. And she'll kind of show me around. And then at each little stop, she'll ask me some questions. I think that could be really fun. Or you show me around and I'll interview you while we do it. Yes, we'll think of something. We'll totally flip the script. I'll be the tour guide. You be the interviewer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It'll be on opposite day. So perfect. We'll <laughs> save it for then. Perfect. Well, I um, always like to start with a couple just really fun, basic questions to get to know you. Um, I shouldn't say fun. Some of them are boring, but okay. you know, they're necessary. Okay. So first and foremost, where were you born and raised? Ooh, I am from Ohio. Ohio. Originally a very small farmy town. Like no traffic lights. There were two fast food places there, which were like the popular spots to go to. Right. And um, what we did for fun is we basically went somewhere else. Or, (laughs) you know, we had a bonfire or like a garage party or something like that. Very small towny. Very small towny. And then I went to, can I just keep going with the story? I went to the University of Akron, which is nearby, like an hour away from my small town. So stayed in Ohio. Um, I really did love growing up there. The community was really wonderful. My neighborhood was so safe, like bike parades. We played in the woods. I got poison ivy multiple times growing up. Like it was very wholesome. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And uh, after I graduated college, I got to choose where I live. Well, for the most part, you know, I went into the news industry. So it's sort of like you can't be too picky. Right. But there are some options. Some options. (laughs) Well, my first option was Kirksville, Missouri. Have you ever heard of that place? Can't say I have. It was very not my type. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. How? Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yes. We'll leave it at that. And then I got another offer from Burlington, Vermont, or I guess 
a station in Vermont, not necessarily in Burlington, but nearby. And I was okay. like, okay, we know Vermont a little bit more We've than Kirksville, We've at least heard of Missouri. that. Yeah, yes. yeah. So very fortunate to start okay. in Missouri. So that's how you got over here. Yes. Okay, perfect. So let's put a pin in that and we'll revisit. Pin. And then my next question for you is how old are you, if you don't mind saying? Oh, I don't. I am 30. I am friendly and I am surviving. I'm flirty a little bit. I can be flirty, but you I know. don't think that flirty has to be looked at as a bad thing. I think you're right. My friends joke with me all the time. They're like, Tracy, you flirt with me. It's I don't yeah. I think it can be very innocent. Yes. It doesn't need to be, you know. I think it's friendly. I really yeah. think flirty is friendly. I agree. It's just chatty. It just depends on how the person perceives it, I suppose. Yes, vibes. Right. Also. But the intention is always just friendly. Always. And the reason why we're friendly is because your relationship status is? Oh, I'm engaged. Engaged. Yes, I'm engaged, yes. Since 2020, um, different type of ring. Can we get a close-up? Uh, ooh. Can you focus on that? No, no. All right, it's fine. Okay. No one, <laughs> no one can hear me either, but I had I had to show. I guess this is a podcast. It's beautiful. So, I mean, but we do have some um, YouTube and obviously social media. So, for the people who cannot see it, it's oh. very unique. It's gorgeous. It's a turquoise but explain situation. the ring. Was there a meaning behind that for you guys? You know, we are just interesting people and believe that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. As it is. And I, ha- I just feel like... I do believe diamonds are beautiful. I'm of born course. in April. Like the diamond is the birthstone. I think yeah. they're like very sparkly. For my personal vibe, I am not a sparkly, glitzy kind of person. I'm very more like laid back and casual, more bohemian, you know, whimsical, if mm-hmm. you will. And just the diamond didn't match my aesthetic, like my life. I love that though. So he found this beautiful. Bisbee turquoise situation and his friend is a jeweler. He made it. Um, it's stunning. Thanks. And you're also very coordinated too, I might add. I mean. There's teal you, all over. The nails, the ring, yeah. the shirt. Is this <laughs> your favorite color? I do love turquoise. Okay, well, here we go. Yeah, I like blue. Yeah, it's pretty. And I also think that with blue being like a cool tone, it still goes with everything, you know, oh, or it's your, it's your punch of color and it's fun. Yes. yes. I love it. It's, Thank you. it's absolutely stunning. Thank he you. did a good job. He did a good job. He did a real good job. Yeah, we're proud of him. He's a good boy. Uh, we <laughs> don't have a date set yet, but one day. How many times a day do people ask you that? Very often. And I understand it, but at the same time, I'm like, why is there this societal expectation to have a wedding like X amount of time after you get engaged and why can't it be whenever you want or, you know. That's very true. I think we all assume that, you know, you date for a period of time and then you are married for the rest of your life, but it's always just trying to jump to marriage. Like why, why is it always engagements only a year, a year and a half, and then you immediately get married? Why do people never just enjoy that step and let that marinate for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, for me, I was more so curious. I'm just wondering how far pushed back people are at, like since COVID. I think the people yeah. that have gotten engaged in 2019 still, there's many that still haven't even gotten married yet. Yes. So I, I would imagine people are having longer en- engagements now, but I would think, you know, there's no venues until 2025. And also weddings are expensive. expensive. I'm like, can I go on a nice vacation versus spending all this money to get married? Like, is that something he's into? Oh, yeah. We've talked about, you know, doing a backyard wedding and putting like yes. a big payment on a house or like just doing, you know, a vacation type of wedding. We've talked about everything. It's just hard to decide. It's a big day. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I'm nowhere near that yet, but the older I get, I'm like, scaling down already in my mind. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't think I would do bridesmaids at this point in my life because it's just too much. So by, you know, 2042 and the man finally comes along, I'll be like, me, you, courthouse, let's go. This is your year, (laughs) Tracy. It's happening for you. I am manifesting it. Thank you. I'll take all the positive vibes. On New Year's, I, they, are you into superstitions at all? Sure. I, I was doing all the superstitions this year. They um, said to wear like red underwear underneath your clothes on New Year's. So I did that. Good for you. To be a little flirty. Love it. And I also um, 
at midnight went under a table and ate 12 grapes. Have you heard of that one before? What? Okay, so apparently this is a, a Brazilian superstition and, and they've been doing it forever, but I only learned of it this year and I decided to adopt it. I was temporarily Brazilian, I guess, oh but I brought, I went to a party and I brought myself grapes and at midnight, everyone is having their kiss. I went under the table and just... Pop some grapes. This so is, it is going to be my year. I am so happy to know this information about you. That is special and something I feel like I would partake in. So if that's like a yearly thing, not just a 2023 yep. thing. Yes. I'm Next gonna, year. Yeah. I'll be eating grapes with you at midnight. I think Perfect. that sounds wonderful. Do you? I love grapes too. And you can start it with wine. So it's just kind of like a grape night all night. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Last fun question before okay. we start to get into more of the Q&A. I have Mary Shag Kill. Ooh. But food edition. Oh, okay. Um, taco, margarita, guacamole. Whoa. Which I personally thought was a very tough question. What are my choices again? Mary Shag and what? Mary Shag Kill. Okay. Taco, guac, marg. I'm going to have to kill the taco. Although it pains me to do so. Mm-hmm. Because I love a good taco. I will have to marry the margarita just because it seems like it's going to be a fun time for the rest of my life with a margarita. Fair assessment. And then I'll shag the guacamole. It's going to be weird, but I think it'll be interesting and like a memorable experience. (gasps) Good answer. Thank you. Very good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I do love all three, though, and I would take all three in my home if I could. But Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah, this is hypothetical don't worry don't worry <laughs> I'm glad I know I see when people get asked that question I feel like people get so stressed like they are never going to be able to have a taco again in their life I'm like, <laughs> it's just for fun everybody calm down yeah um but thank you for being a good sport yeah. so now I want to get into a little bit more about your background so you have you you told us in the introduction that your career is what really brought you over to New England. What got you into news at first in general? Good question. I grew up with a best friend named Rachel and her dad was in the news industry. And so, you know, often more often than I feel like a normal child, we would go to the lo- his news station, the mm-hmm. one he worked at, and I would see it. We sat on the desk with like our stuffed animal dogs, me and my friend, and it was just this incredible, cool world. And of course, I watched TV too, watched the news, loved the, you know the big network shows, the yeah. fun ones. Those are my jam. Growing up, they were my jam. Like you know the news. No, I'm not bothered that you do not watch the news because there's a lot of doom and gloom on there. There is. But the daytime is. shows, that's yeah. where it's at. Like, Agreed. Usually, you know, telling people about a cool thing that they can do and adventure to go on a product that is amazing. So, I mean, yes. that was my speed. Still is my speed. That absolutely is. But anyway, so Kevin is his name. Sort of inspired me, I suppose, to go into this news world. And I went to the college that he went to. And I don't even think he knows this story. Wow. But uh, my parents didn't go to college. And my brother, he dropped out of college. But he he tried it. It's not for everyone in my family. But I felt like it's I had to It's not for everyone in a lot of families. Right. It's for everyone in general, you yeah. know? There are so many different avenues to go down now. But anyway. Absolutely. So I suppose he sort of kickstarted it. And then I had an amazing time at uh, the University of Akron where I went to. There was a college TV station that I was part of, told some stories for them, was in a sorority, loved it. Really? Oh, my gosh. I was obsessed with it. So funny. When I went on a college tour, one of my good family friends was in college at the time and I was a junior in high school and she showed me her sorority house Okay, and I was like, ah, I love this and I love what they do. I love that they give back and, you know, have fun and get together with friends and they live in this amazing house together. And so I was sold as a junior in high school. I was like, I'm going to be in that sorority. Little did I know, you know, the recruitment process anyway. So I did college like fully. I was busy. I'm still busy. I'm always busy. Yeah. It's good to be busy. It's good to be. I'm curious. 
is it anything like you see on TV? Because at my school, my school was very, very small. Sorority wasn't even an option. How similar is it to how it's portrayed? Great question. In the North, I I mean, I don't have any experience in the South except from what I see on TikTok mm-hmm. and on TV movies. But in the North, very chill. At least where I went to school. Okay, cool. Like super relaxed. Everyone's themselves. There's no, you know, like you don't have to look a certain way. You're in your pajamas, no makeup on, on the couch. There was no hazing. Oh, nice. I was given gifts when I joined. We were all given gifts. It was great. Wow. Yeah, super supportive oh, that system. really nice. I loved it. And I felt like I learned just basic life skills, like how to work in a group and how to work with people of different, you know, leading leadership styles, you know, compared to you. So it was a really good get ready for the real world type of group to be part of. And then on top of that, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, that never hurts anything, but that's a really cool perspective. Actually, I think how many times have you been in a room with somebody and they're, you know, I wish that there was more classes on, general life advice in college and you got a really cool experience being able to get some of that from your sorority too yeah I agree really neat yeah I mean and we had like adults too helping us so that was helpful as well just to have that perspective but it was nice yeah I liked it I liked my college experience good and then so you worked your butt off you got yourself a job in Vermont yes okay now tell me because I am 50-50 on New England. I love it because it's home. I don't know if I had the opportunity to choose anywhere in the U.S. This would necessarily be where I went. Okay. What was it like for you and why do you think it's so special? Wow. Well, have you ever been to Ohio? (laughs) Have you been to the Midwest? (gasps) No. It's very flat. Okay. And there's just... I mean, there's not a lot to do in terms of big, grand nature experiences. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Vermont, I was blown away. I told you I grew up playing in the woods behind my house. Getting poison ivy. Yes. Well, (laughs) Vermont is full of woods, just like the biggest four. Obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of nature up there. And I loved that. I loved hiking. I loved the community. It was very much so like that small town feel that I was used to growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, surrounded by, but it was more, I don't know, um, eclectic and artistic and historic just on a grander scale, but not too grand. Yeah. It was a good place to live. I mean, a sunset over the Adirondack Mountains, over Lake Champlain in Burlington, Vermont, is so gorgeous. You have to see that before you die. You're really selling it. Go in the summertime, go to Burlington, check out the sunset, and get a maple black raspberry creamy. Ugh. So good. So good. I feel like I'm in a sugar coma already just listening to it. Yes. That, That it's really sweet to hear that reminder because it it reminds me that I think we take things for granted sometimes when they're just given to us. But it's also interesting. I I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before, but I lived in California for a couple of years, which that I know they know. I probably say that like every couple episodes, but I had my job. I had my plane ticket purchased. Like I knew where I was living. I was ready to go. And maybe like three or four weeks before I was supposed to leave, I got a job offer for um, Burlington, Vermont. And for a split second, I was like, California or Burlington? And now you're kind of making me second guess. Should I have done Burlington all along? There is still time. There's still time. That's right. It's always going to be there. Yes. You are just now... 30 flirty and surviving. So you got the possibilities are endless. Possibilities are endless. Endless. And also too great to go up for like a weekend, you know, a longer weekend where you bookend it with a Monday or a Friday. Mm-hmm. Like you could totally see like a lot of Vermont if you do something like that. Yeah. So have you been? You have you n- never been? I've been to like Stowe okay, and beautiful. Killington. Love I it. haven't, but so winter. I If I were yeah. to go to Vermont, it's normally in the winter time. Skiing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't ski, but you know, I accompany people who do. Yes. You're a good friend. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. Well, you know, I get to drink at the lodge, so. Perfect. Who's really winning? Yeah, good Who's point. really winning? But Burlington in the summertime. Okay. Absolutely. Because the, the lake is beautiful too. You can paddleboard, you can swim. It's good for kayaking. It's a little bit warmer than the Atlantic. Yeah. Which I also love. 
you know, of that was course. another reason why I love this area because so close to the ocean, like, yeah. yes, it's cold, but sometimes you get a really lucky day and you can swim. <laughs> Every once in a while. Every once in a while. And it just really confirms like, yes. okay. And then on that day, there's like a shark sighting and you're not allowed to go in the water. Well, <laughs> they live there. So it's okay. I mean, they can be around as long as, long as someone's telling me. that. I love your positive attitude. Yeah. I really, really do. So a couple years in Vermont. Yes. Eventually, yeah, shimmy on down yes. to Beantown. Right. So in Vermont, where, can I get into my story yeah, of let's when hear I was it. working there? Okay. Yeah. So in Vermont, I worked for a smaller station. It was a duopoly. So it represented two different networks. Okay. I don't know much more information about how that works, but that's how it works. So we were two hours on one station, two hours on the other station. When I joined, the reporter before me was the live morning reporter for the morning show. And she was essentially going out the day before, shooting a story, putting it together, and then the next day would tell people about it live on okay. TV. And then it would cut to, you know, her pre-done yeah. package is what we call them, her story. And so I was told I could either do that or she would sometimes sprinkle in a live day where she would be, you know, like live at the Champlain Valley Fair. Mm -hmm. And they said that I could be live anytime I wanted to. There's not a lot of bad news in Vermont, or at least when I was there, there was not a lot of bad news in Vermont. So very rarely it was something breaking. So you kind of mm. have to come up with these ideas on your own. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right. Let's be live every day and let's find something cool to tell people about every single day. And some days are cooler than others. But like I, you know, what did we do? I told people how to de-skunk a dog at like some dog groomers one day. We were, of course, live at the fair. And, you know. <laughs> but that is helpful information that people need to know. Sure. Okay. Yes. yes. But like new restaurants, opening aerial yoga, just everything under the sun. Live at 5 a.m. on top of Killington Mountain. And that was an amazing sunrise. Oh, my goodness. But we did a lot. And it was mostly entertainment type of news. Sometimes it was news you can use. But a lot of the times is it that, was Is that a hashtag, fun. news you can use? I, we should turn yeah. that into a slogan. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Starting at hashtag. Um, but it was great. And I planned a live show. So I got people. I convinced people to get up at, I don't know, 4 a.m. to be live on TV with me at 5 a.m. telling me information. And I would interview them and we would have fun or we would go zip lining. We did that once. That was great. Wow. Oh, my gosh. But it was it was really wonderful. And I fell in love with that kind of storytelling that I had admired by watching these, you know, daytime TV shows when yeah. I was growing up, essentially. And I was just doing it live for the morning news. It was wonderful. I worked with really great photographers, but um, this one guy named Steve, who was like my TV dad, he oh. was down for anything. One time he takes the TV's camera and you know the fireball at the fair, the thing that goes yeah. round and round and round. We went on that on live TV. He has this thing on his back so no we can like way. do like a you know broadcast and he's holding the camera. We are upside down on live TV and all of a sudden this battery falls out of his pocket. I was like, we're dead. We're done. That's it. Like we're going down, like the ride's going to break, that battery's going to jam, and we are, but we, we were fine, obviously. Wow. But it was great. Like, just really good memories up in Vermont. I loved it. That sounds really amazing. And also, I mean, little did you know, you were sort of laying down the bricks a little bit. Yes. I mean, we'll get into it, yeah. but foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. If I've ever seen it. Lots of foreshadowing. The downfall about working and living in Vermont is that it is expensive, hmm. and I don't think a lot of people know this. More so than Boston? Not more so than Boston. Okay. But it is expensive for the amount of money you make. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Living in Vermont. And um, I'm fine talking about money, and I think people should like know that because it really puts it into perspective. But when I was working in Vermont, I can't remember the exact amount that I made, but it was in the 30,000s. That's how like people that go into no. the news industry, they – <laughs> it is a shock to the system. Your first job out of college is usually so low in terms of your salary. Wow. It was unlivable. And I went into debt like $20,000 plus 
But in my brain, I'm like, one day I'll get an amazing job yeah. in New York City or L.A. or Boston, and I'll pay off all of this crazy debt that I have. That was, you know, my goal in my brain. I'm probably really irresponsible at the time. <laughs> but it's Hey, fine. you live and you learn. You, you live, live and, and you learn. learn. Exactly. That's a positive outlook to have. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what? There are, I think, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, our income is important. We got bills to pay. But I think there is something to be said about willing to take pay cuts were because the memories are things that money can't buy. And it mm -hmm. seems like that was a time in your life where the, what your experience was more important than yes. what you were pocketing, yes. you know, what you were making. Absolutely. And so working there, you know, I loved it. I yeah. loved being in the area, but I knew I needed to find a better paying job so I could pay off my debt and I could get to, you know, a bigger market. And that's the goal, you know, for right. newscasters when they first start is to keep going forward. And so I was super lucky to come to Boston because it's so close to Vermont, yeah. I could drive to the mountains anytime I wanted to. And so close to the ocean, you know, I was right there. Right, you get like, a, you get the best of both worlds in a sense. And the city is so beautiful. The architecture here and the food is incredible. Like, I'm obsessed. I am dying. I've just never seen someone so excited about Boston, but it's really nice to see it. Well, it's I, really nice. I think it stems from being from Ohio, where yeah. I grew up with like not a lot. And yeah. then coming It just here, goes to show you. Yes. There's so much to do and see and eat and explore. Yeah. So much. I love it here. Anyway. So, so. How, do you get up to Vermont often though? I'm curious. I do. Yes. Good. So my very best friend, my roommate, when I was living up in Vermont, she still lives up there. And so uh, she actually might be coming to see me tomorrow. Side story. Um, <laughs> but I get up there every once in a while to see her. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. What was the biggest adjustment for you when you got down here? Ooh, biggest adjustment driving. Oh my gosh. There was, well, and also it's funny because I was a traffic reporter when I came here and up in Vermont, there's no traffic at all. There was nothing Sounds up there. incredible. Yes. So when I got here and, you know, I really dove headfirst into traffic land and then I got to experience traffic land on the roads. Oh, I became like uh, the claws come out sometimes on the roads here. Like I'm sure everyone can relate. You have I to mean, really you don't think that you are an aggressive driver until you're stuck in bumper to bumper on 93. And you're like, it brings out the worst in all of us. What are you doing? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, my coworker actually just shared an article with our team the other day. Boston just got ranked fourth in the world. Yes. Yes. Not the mass, not, not the Massachusetts, not the United States. Yes. Not not even just this state. Right. The world. The world for worst traffic. You would think L.A., but no, L.A. is after us. I saw the same thing. And I was Crazy like. Crazy town. It makes sense. I'm curious, actually, if you could compare traffic now to when you were reporting on it. Because my thought is that people have been hesitant to go back to public transportation post-COVID. Mm. So maybe we have, even though a lot of people are working remotely, the people that have returned to work are more apt to drive in versus the train, the commuter rail. And I'm thinking maybe that is just what's causing so much traffic. Cause I just think it keeps getting worse and worse and worse yeah. or it's construction. I don't know what's going on, but it just, it's, it's bananas. You know what I have to add in with that too is personally, I think the commuter rail is unaffordable on a day-to-day -day basis Agreed. for a lot of people. And I wonder, and I'm sure there are programs that you can find to get a cheaper pass or a more affordable, mm -hmm. affordable pass, but still, even for like the normal working person, it is expensive. And yeah. you're like, I might as well drive, yeah. which is really what we're trying to avoid, right? Like we should make it more affordable. So it's better for the climate and the people driving on the road so we don't lose our minds. I'll shimmy to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think back in the day I used to work at MGH and I think it was, they even gave us in our benefits like some either pre-tax or whatever, but it was I think $300 a month for the commuter rail back then. So it's probably more now. Mm -hmm. That's it's crazy. a car payment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so a, that's a bill. Like, yeah. Do you have, do you take the commuter train or do you have a car? You're probably going to have a yeah. car because then you can go all over everywhere to the grocery store, you know, mm -hmm. to vacation, whatever. Yeah. 
Okay, so also prices. So for many reasons, people are driving. People People are are driving. driving. And Boston traffic stinks. Yeah, and I learned that full force. I was like every day telling people how bad it is. Yeah. It's like, gosh. Yeah, you're like, I'm the person everyone, they know I'm going to deliver bad news. When they see my face, they're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's rough out there. It's rough. But eventually... You moved on from traffic, right? Yes, it was a whirlwind. Um, So three years traffic, and I was anchoring also the 4.30 a.m. show, which was early and fun and interesting and honestly the highlight of my day because it was not traffic, and it was just something different and fresh. I really enjoyed that. And uh, eventually uh, worked my way to anchor the weekend mornings and report during the week. And then finally in 2020, I started – um, anchoring uh, the noon show and also still reporting the traffic. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, got it backward. Did I get it backward? Yes. Okay. Started doing the noon. Then I went to weekends and then I went Monday through Friday in the morning anchoring. Okay. Very cool. And at that point when I was anchoring in the morning, I was not doing traffic because it would be impossible to yeah, do no, both. Yeah, no, no, you can't. But that was great. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. It was different and dynamic and fun every day and not traffic. Yeah. And it was more geared at what I wanted to do with my career. Back to some of that storytelling, but also your climbing up the ranks, right? That was the goal in the news industry to keep um, being able to sort of move up and and get that anchor spot. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite memories from that period of your time? Ooh, uh, just everyone working with all of those wonderful people there. Yeah. Everyone is so smart and stores so much information in their brains. I have no idea how they do it. That was the thing I struggled with so much. There's just so much to know in terms yeah. of like politics and local politics and just weird uh, Massachusetts things yes. and just everything under the sun. And some people were able to like, pull up information here, there, everywhere. I'm like, give me 10 seconds to search that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Definitely. I don't know how people remember so many things, but maybe my memory is But it's really cool to be in a room of people like that because I think it sort of incentivizes you and gives you that little bit of motivation to be competitive and like want to learn all the things and talk to all the people. And everyone's so passionate too and like really enjoyed being there or enjoys being there. So the people really made everything wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. Friendships. Speaking of politics, there are certain do's and don'ts that you are allowed to do when in such position. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's any secret that there was a don't that you did. Oh, I love the way you put it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) If you go into the news industry, don't make sure you get permission to do any other thing in media land, essentially. That's what I would tell people. So what happened was it was, oh gosh, it's such like a long, like convoluted story that starts like way back even before like just – signing a new contract and everything. But mm-hmm. essentially, I had a small cameo appearance in a movie called Hubie Halloween, which is actually a very funny movie. Very funny movie. I, like, cackled when Anything I watched it Anything Adam year. Sandler signed me up. Yes. Anything. It is just ridiculous. Maybe have a beverage before you watch it, and it's just even more ridiculous. But anyway, fine, wholesome. I didn't say anything bad, whatever. And it's, o- it's, it's okay, but I was... Basically not allowed to do that, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was put on, I think it was called probation or something like that. I can't remember. Wow. Leave. Maybe it was leave. I don't know. But it was like a holiday. So they needed time to, I think, figure it out, like what to do with me. <laughs> what and, are we going to do with this girl? Ooh, yes, right. <laughs> this and, troublemaker well, over here. you know, I mean, if if you let me stay, then it's like you let everybody else have a pass mm-hmm. if they do something like that. So, all right. I was given the option to resign or to be fired, essentially. And so if I were to resign pros of that were nobody would know what would happen or what had happened and I would be able to likely more easily get a job in news Mm -hmm. right um 
Which is an option I think that they provide for a lot of people in various industries. Totally. When there's any sort of, I don't want to consider this a scandal, but like some sort of small or large issue, it's like, we'll take your resignation now. You know, it's kind of like, we'll do you the courtesy. Right. And then that way we don't have to say we fired you. Yes, exactly. However, I wanted to be, well, I. What were the pros of being fired? Okay. The pros of being fired. At the time it was 2020 and there was really um, helpful assistance to anybody that lost their job. And so that was huge to know that I had this like really nice, unique security blanket. And also I was able to tell my story because a lot of times in this newsland, you have a following of people that like you, yes. like your friend Lauren. Yes, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, thank you for watching. It's because of people like you, Lauren. <laughs> yes. But they, you know, they genuinely like this person. And then all of a sudden, if they leave their station that they watch and have not communicated a reason as to why, it, it seems like those people on air get, you know, asked why aren't you on this station for the rest of their lives? Because it's always abrupt. You know, it's not like you give your two week notice and people start to figure it out. It's just one day you're there and one day you're not. Right. Right. So of course people are going to ask questions. I think that's the human thing to do. Totally. And I didn't want to be, you know, asked that question Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Like I really just wanted to move forward. Yeah. And, and here I am asking you, I'm so sorry. No, it's totally fine. No, it's totally fine. So anyway, I was like, all right, well, if I'm fired, then I can tell people what happened. I'll just own it and say I'm sorry and move forward. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at the time, I was working with a potential agent um, because I had fired my previous one. And she was a gem. And I came up with like a little thing to put on Twitter. And she helped me. She was like, yeah yes, this is good. And so anyway, I just wanted it to be like professional and get to the point yeah. and like not too ranty because, you know, it's like your heart and soul goes into like your of career, right? Of course. So I uh, released that into the world just to tell people what went on and it went like weird mini viral. It was so strange. Um, well, because I mean, I can say it. I think it's it's hard to wrap my head around and I'm sure most people would feel the same way. I don't really see the wrongdoing in it. I don't really understand the issue, but for whatever reason, it, it was an issue, right? right. Um, so I think that's why it caught so picked up so much wind, right? People just are like, God, you know, what she really do? Right. What's yes. the big idea like, what, here? What is the don't? And, yeah. and the don't is that if you're in the news and the media, you 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 can't just do other things mm-hmm. in the media without getting permission, essentially, yeah. from you know, the station. Heard. Understood. And I I don't want to harp on it. I know that was a a couple of years ago for you now. And I I don't want the narrative to be, this is what happened to you. What I really wanted to highlight in bringing this up is just how admirable of you, I think it was to choose to get fired the way that you did, because I think most people would choose the opposite. The safe route, well, quote unquote. I mean, if you, right? if I wanted to continue my news career for sure, mm-hmm. I probably should have resigned, right? Because then I could be working in some other place. But at, you know, at the same time, it's like I love New England, I love Boston. Like, yeah. I'm sure I can find something else here, right? Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm sure I can do something. <laughs> so, but I think not to get like too heavy on people, but as women, we're often silenced a lot, right? Yeah. And I don't think that's, again, any secret for people. Um, But so it was really brave of you to choose this route and say, I want to take control of the narrative. I want to be able to answer for myself. And I also don't think that I necessarily did anything so wrong. So why can't I stand by my decisions? Um, And I'm sure you 
faced a lot of flack. It caused this moment of reset for you. Like, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Um, But you still tackled it head on. So I just want to commend you for that. And hearing your story, letting you know as, you know, a listener, how inspiring that really is because it definitely was not the easy way out. And I think that those are moments where you really have a true test to your character and people's true color show. And I think yours are all the colors of the rainbow. They're so vibrant and beautiful and bold. And that was, was really, really cool. It's important to be honest. And I think, you know, that was one of the main reasons too, that I, you know, chose to tell people what happened is because like you, you have to own it and you have to say it out loud and you have to tell people and then you can move on. But like, yeah, if I were to have just resigned, I would have had that in me. Exactly. Inside. Exactly. Like, boiling and boiling. That's, you don't want that stuff to fester. Yes. That's not good oh, for you. No, no. So anyway, well, we're we're going to move on, but yes. I did want to take a moment just to talk about that, just to say how wonderful I thought that was Thanks. of you and how really big I thought that was of you. Um, but of course, as we're alluding to, where do you go from there? Right. So let's kind of talk about since then, what have you been up to? Wow. And what are the things that are inspiring you now? And what's your day-to-day like? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, cool. A loaded question, <laughs> so right? But, things. like, career-wise, yes. mainly, where do life? you go from there? Wow. Well, fortunately, it was 2020. I was blessed in that yeah. respect because I was able to chill for a minute and decide. And at the time, my fiancé was also not super busy. He's a personal trainer, so a lot okay. of people weren't in the gyms. You know, he was training some people virtually, but not everyone. And so we had time. Yeah. I'm like, why don't we go on adventures to local towns and do what they're, you know, they have for us essentially. Like what sort of things are open? We'll get takeout and then we'll take it to like a nature spot and eat, you know, and tell people about it. So those are some of the things we did. We started making, or I started making, I guess like longer format YouTube videos and it was fun. I was ripping my hair out though, because it was so much work. Shout out to Josh from Big Night for editing all of our daycation videos because those take time. Yes. And it was just like too They're, much. This team, man. Oh this my whole gosh. Team. Yeah, yeah. Pete too. Shout out to Pete over there as well. What's up, Pete? Uh, yeah. Okay. Pete. <laughs> anyway, um, so we started there, and then you know, reels and TikToks started. Instagram reels right. started become a big thing, and so I'm like, well, this is good. I cannot make this seven minute long video of one town and instead I will scale it down to you know single sort of things yeah and I started sharing more and more on my social media and people just really like it it's really sweet because I'm genuinely just doing things that I personally find enjoyable and want to experience and I think that shows when you're really passionate about it when you're really excited and you can tell that you love it that's captivating so I would argue that nine times out of 10, people are probably never going to go to that one thing, right? Or they're maybe not so interested in that one place, but they could still sit there and listen to you talk about it. I mean, that's how I feel, right? I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in like Springfield, but I could still listen to her sell me on this place. That's entertaining to me, you know? And so I think it's you that draws all that in a lot and your passion for it. It is really helpful too to have these background skills of editing and shooting and Mm -hmm. coming up with a script and like being able to put it all together and you know just having that like tv weirdness I sort of feel like I've developed just like my own yeah channel absolutely and I'm sure being in the public eye you know doing something similar in Vermont and other stations like you kind of got the feedback of what do people want to see? What if like, what are, if I'm going to go to this place and I can only talk about three things, Mm -hmm. what are the three things that people want to know? Yes. And so you got that experience, that exposure to be able to set yourself up for success when you're doing it, you know, this time around. It's a lot of research in advance. And when I was working in Vermont, I was like, working all day to plan like next week and the week after that. And because, you know, you're working 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. or whatever, but then you're not done because you have to answer all these calls to plan for the following week and the week after that. And so I just learned how to research really well and, you, you know, 
figure out what tools to use to find the things to do. Yeah. And I brought that locally to Boston when I first moved here to to do to also find things to do and like new places to right. see. It's it's mutually beneficial for yes. yourself and <laughs> yeah. for for everyone that's watching and listening. That's really cool. So outside of I mean that's turned into sort of vacations, right? Yes. Um and if people haven't heard about vacations, essentially it is a two, three minute little slimmed down version of exactly that. Yes. And I think it's the most fitting, perfect, fun name. That's exactly what it is. It's just a daycation. Yes. Showing you a spot that you might not ha have ever have thought to visit before, but it's actually really cool and there's a lot to do. Yes. So. Yes. And, you know, how many times is it like, okay, so what am I going to do today on a Saturday? You right. know? Yeah. You just go to your page and be like, okay, how far do I want to drive today? Right. Yeah. You or know? like we're taking the train to Union Square because we've never been there yet. Like, let's go check it out. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's so very helpful and very cool. Yay. Very, very cool. I'm glad. Outside of that, I know you're into yoga. Yes, I do. I do, do like yoga. Are you, you instructing any classes or no. it's all for yourself? I love that. It's just for myself. Yeah, I like to stay active. I like to eat healthy. I try mostly to eat vegan pescatarian. Oh. I just, and that's not... And, I love animals, but that's not really the reason why. Just kind of I'm weird, and it's fine, and I think everybody should find, like, the food diet, whatever diet. I don't like the word for it, but, like, eat the food that you like, and it doesn't matter. No labels, whatever. So, yeah. anyway, plant-based. But also, too, in the meantime, um, to backtrack a little bit, you know, once that unemployment ran out, mm -hmm. I, at the time, still needed to find, you know, like a – a job, like a part-time, like easygoing because I was still like building this weird social media influencing world. Can it pay the bills? Can yeah. it not pay the bills? Like, you know, cause it was just like kind of uncharted territory. Yeah. And so I got a part-time job at Pure Glow. It's a spray tanning place on oh, Newbury yeah, Street right. in Boston. So I was working there super part-time, loved it. Um, still working with them, but in a different capacity. I'm helping them with some social media content. So, Very cool. Yeah, but it was oh, – oh, the energy there is really great. So that was my, like, part-time side hustle is what I called it, like my side job. Also, again, like, proud of you for – Wanting to like highlight and showcase that. Like that's really cool that you got a part-time job after what you had been doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I and think it everything happens for a reason. Totally. But that must have been fun to switch it, was, it up a little bit. Honestly, a lot of girl time. Oh my gosh. And the conversations, like everybody's like going on vacation or a bachelorette yeah. party or I don't know, a wedding at like a place I didn't even know you could have a wedding at. You yeah. know? And well, I'm gonna say you I you probably had like oh. Oh wait, you're going where this weekend? Now yeah. you're like, okay, I'm gonna check that place yes. out. It probably fed some yeah. inspiration for you yes. on where to highlight, right? And I was tan all the time. It was like a win-win situation. Oh, that's that. That's it for me. It's the tan for me. <laughs> yeah, um, and really, you know, good group of women support system. I, you know, it yeah. was fun. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'm happy that they were so supportive and easygoing and willing to work with my crazy schedule because yeah. I I had so much going on. I still have so much going on, but I have scaled back, like, quite a bit mm. this year. That's okay. my goal, to take more time for me. I like that goal. Yeah. It's important, especially in your 30th year. Yes. Well, well, it'll be 31st, I guess, yeah. in April, but you know what I mean. It's 30 again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be turning 30 one more time. That's right. Probably for a few more years, I think. Spiritually, mentally, yeah. 30, maybe physically. Right. 31. You know what, though? The number doesn't really bother me. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. No, right? no. I don't think so at all. We have good skincare products now, so. Oh, that's right. Know. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll never know how old we are. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So from all the things that you've done, I'm curious. I know it might be really hard to do, but do you have a top one or two of like a hidden gem that you never would have went to and now you're dying to go back or just really good people experience like you want everyone to go to? Ooh, well, like I told you before, I think a really good people experience will be Burlington, Vermont. Well, I'm thinking more about like your vacation. But oh, yeah, my vacation. Yes. Like oh. any little, you know, place that you've discovered. On vacations. Yeah, on vacations. 
experience, you know, like to come with me today for whatever. I know you went to Salem. You've gone to restaurants, like anything that you probably wouldn't have gone to otherwise that pleasantly surprised you. Okay. All right. I'm going to like that. I want to pick something that I did not do with vacations, but I did by myself. Totally. Totally. It's all the way out in Northampton. It's a really long ways away. It's like two hours, but it's still in Massachusetts. I went to this place called Hungry Ghost Bread. And what they do there is they make all of their breads and these like incredibly creative, super delicious pastries in this like tiny little hut situation with like a beautiful tree out front. And it's just like, oh, I had this amazing like caramelized onion with cheese and like some other weird thing inside. Maybe it was mango. I don't know. But like the the things like sounded so strange, but then you bite into it and you're just like, ah, wow. And the town is really cute too, but Hungry Ghost Bread, it was stands out in my brain and I would I would literally drive back to Northampton just to go there it's worth the drive it's worth the drive but I would want to bring people next time yeah like more people like a big like van like all my girlfriends we're going to road trip here we go I mean I imagine you say we're going to get some fresh bread and it's not going to take too much twisting of the arm yeah most people right but like two hours away travel will travel for bread for a shorter type of time (laughs) Union Square in Somerville is truly fantastic and we had a great time there that was featured on a daycations Mm -hmm. we went to this beautiful shopping place called Bow Market and I think it's cool because you can get a drink there and then you can walk around and shop and it's like indoor outdoor shopping, which I love because sometimes they get really hot in the stores and I'm like with the jackets on yeah. especially and like you need to step outside for a minute. So I love the indoor outdoor shopping vibes. And there's That's really so cute. true. Yes. Right. <laughs> like it just you, you start sweating when you're shopping. It really is cardio. Um, but also, you know, in the area, there's uh, a cool activities. There's an axe throwing bar. There's this really cool speakeasy with like a cute vegan spot right next door and music across the street. But like, it's all in an alleyway. It's different. I'm into it. Yeah. I think you would have, I never think to go to that part of town. Well, now you can take the train there. So it's just, it's perfect. That's true. Okay. Good tip. Hot tip. Hot tip. There you go. Perfect. My next question for you, darling, Mm -hmm. is I'm curious, as you're getting older, not that we're old, but I'm just saying as we're getting older, we're getting more mature. Okay. I'll take it. Kind of reminiscent of the scenario we were discussing before, but have you noticed any changes within yourself in terms of how much more sure of yourself you've become or maybe confident as a woman or as a professional and do you notice like you're doing things that maybe you know 22 year old Elena may not have done Uh, and if so how how is this time in your life different than when you were a little bit younger well oh man I would say that when I was younger you know you're told that life has to be this way and there's a set path and this is what you follow. And, you know, you start the career and then you get married and then you, you know, buy a house and have kids and it has to go like this. But I think right now I'm like, time is not real. Age is fake. Nothing actually matters as long as you are enjoying what you're doing right now. Mm Just, just, have a good time and enjoy life and like get to the, you know, the things when you get to the things. And obviously like some things need to be prioritized too, but I think generally there's no rush and, mm-hmm. you know, just march to the beat of your own drum. That's what I would tell my 22 year old. I so. love that. And also I would tell her too, like, you've got it. Like do whatever you want, crush it. Like I wish I, I wish the social media reels, TikToks thing was a thing when I was, 22 so that I could have started like way back then like imagine that would be cool but that wasn't an option right but I got there so that's great it's nice not having somebody telling me what to do I like that. That's true. Yeah, I think in your early 20s, everything is very much like a paint by numbers, color within the lines. And then your 30s, you realize it's really just a blank canvas. Yeah. You know? Yes, there's so many options. There's a lot of power in that. 
being right. able to make our own decisions and fall off the path, so to speak, a little bit. Yes, but not even really falling off the path. It's more so like we're taking a really cool scenic shortcut because there's yes. a lot more fun things to do that direction. I could not agree more. I know falling off the path makes it seem like a negative thing, and that's not we can get back on the path. Exactly. We can go on any path we want to. We're choosing to take a detour. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's a really, really good perspective. <laughs> and what's to come from you? Like, are we going to see more of this social content? Are there any other things that you possibly have in the works? I am manifesting. Besides relaxing. Oh, yes, I know. This year, <laughs> this year I'm chilling and I'm incorporating more physical activity for myself personally um, because being healthy is important. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, though, for the future, what I would like to do more so is I love New England, but I want to start incorporating more types of travel sort of series that are outside of New England. Yeah. And I have... One trip that I'm excited about coming up, I'm going to Paris with my mom. No way. And we have been planning this thing. Like, we are like, we're doing this this day, and then it's this, and then, like, we have everything down to a T, and I hope we have the energy for all the things that we're trying to do. But <laughs> Yeah, you get there, and you're, like, two-thirds of the way. But, yes. hey, that's still a lot. That's yeah. great. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully there are not necessarily it has to be outside of the country. It can be like anywhere locally, but I just want to see more of the world and I want to share that with people. And that's what I'm manifesting to grow. Listen, I think if you put out in the universe, it hears you and it will happen. That's a really cool goal because I think it's mutually beneficial for yourself, but the others that you share it with, right? It's part of your growth. You get to sort of get out of your comfort zone a little bit, but also that person that's always wanted to go to Paris, but doesn't know what they would do when they get there, right? It's who doesn't want a a little tour guide? Sure. Right? Yes. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So hoping to, you know, incorporate more of those things, but, and then, you know, possibly helping more businesses like in a consulting sort of way or with their social media videos, um, dabbling with that and exploring still more of New England. I love it here. And there's, yeah. I really want to get to Connecticut more and Rhode Island more. Um, those are hot on my list. I made a, I did make a list actually. Like I'm so into like 2023 goals, places to visit. Amazing. And I have a few on this list locally that I'm really excited for and I'm going to make happen. I will. All right. Well, for people that are wanting to follow along on this little road trip, tour guide situation, vacations, Mm -hmm. where can they find you on social media? Oh, it is at Elena Pinto. And that's, can it pop up on the screen? No, it can't. This is a podcast. (laughs) I knew that. A-L-A-I-N-A. Pinto, like the bean. That's it. Instagram. How many times have you said like the bean? All the time. It's like my little tag at the end there, just like the bean or the car or the horse, you know, but the bean is the one that everybody knows because it's on tacos, which I'm killing, but. Which you're never having again. I'm never having tacos again, (laughs) unless there's pinto beans on it. Right. That will make an exception. There's a clause, (laughs) a little asterisk right there. Perfect. Okay. And then lastly, before I let you go, I always like to end with this. I don't want it to be too redundant from the previous question that I had asked, but I want you guys, um, my guests to have sort of one final piece of advice and it can be specific to either career, general life advice. You know, I think what you said before is really important, you know, and not, especially younger selves, we want to do the popular choice and Mm -hmm. then we get older and we listen to our gut a little bit more, um, rather than caring about people's opinions, but something's Something like got that. You. you got a good. Okay, yeah, let's 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 have your mic drop moment. Okay. This might be cheesy. Never. Thank you. It might be mozzarella cheesy. That's my cat's <laughs> name. Okay. Life is so short, and I think it's important to do as much as you can, and have the energy to do as much as you can. Like sleep, drink water, eat well. And go explore, even if it's just your neighborhood, your city, the coolest town nearby, 
a quick research, a quick little search on the interwebs, and you will find something cool to do near you. And you should go do it and have an open mind. Art museums are cool. Nature is cool. You can always find something to talk about. And I hope you enjoy it. Your zest for life is unmatched, girlfriend. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I, that it's really great advice. It is really. I, it almost seems like, duh. But yeah. at the same time, it's not because people right. don't actually do that. So that's yes. that is really good advice. Like turn off the TV and go be the TV out in the world. Like you yeah. have your own TV show. Like and all you know it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we are our own movies, like our lives yes. are movies. And if you start thinking that way, your life is going to be cooler, I think. Like if you're like, this is my movie and like that guy just broke up with me, <laughs> but it's okay because that's what's supposed to happen in my movie and things are going to get better and like I cooler. I am dead. Honestly, the fact that I've had that conversation in my head, I like plan out my soundtrack to my movie. Yes. And I'm like, it's fine because I know that right now, if this scene was on, this song would be playing and I'd look like a badass bitch. My heart don't hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it, the attitude I have to have in everything. It makes life so much more fun and enjoyable and, I love it. and bearable in those unbearable moments. Yes. Because you know that this is just a act two of the movie or whatever it is. Right. There's another act. Beautiful, <laughs> magical. Thank you so much. This has been yeah, so much fun. Me. I feel like we got to cover so many great things. And honestly, your story is just really, really cool. And Thanks. I, like I said, big kudos to you. Applause Thanks, for you. Thank you for being here. One more time, where can they find you? Oh, at Elena Pinto, Instagram and TikTok. Or I don't know. You can send me an email if you want to. But <laughs> Okay. Well, so, link in bio. Link in bio. Link in bio. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.